1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This this is the Rich Eisen Show. Oop,
0: no clip. Oop, thought we had a clip. Nope, okay. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bruce Arians here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Calling your team a very dumb football team. Do you, when those words leave your mouth, do you want to grab them back?
2: No, I mean, just telling the truth.
0: Today's guests, 49ers
1: wide receiver Debo Samuel, Fox sports analyst Joel Klatt, Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera, plus actor and comedian.
0: okay we've got a heck of a show for you here on the tuesday before thanksgiving thanks for being with us here on nbc sports on peacock nbc sports audio sirius xm channel 85 if you're streaming us on odyssey we say hello to you if you are listening on the rich Eisen show terrestrial radio network coast to coast we say of course a special o to you and then the very smart program director to have us we say hello to all those listening to us on our podcast whenever you wish on the cumulus podcast network as well as where all podcasts can be acquired and uh to our youtube streamers youtube.com slash rich eisen show we say hello to all of you who take in this show once it's over good to see you over there chris brockman how are you bud rich what's up buddy and uh, mike del tufo good, to see, you, good rich. to see you tj jefferson good to see you here on this uh, busy tuesday sir. it's always a treat rich good to see all of you guys so um let's let's talk about some top stories um, uh, during the, uh, Monday night football game last night, LeBron James was suspended for one game, Isaiah Stewart for two, for the, the, uh, the, the malice that went down in, uh, in Detroit, um, last week. We'll discuss that on this show. Also on this program, uh, we've got ourselves four great guests. Um, Debo Samuel is going to be first up from the San Francisco 49ers who are now suddenly five and five, two straight wins. And they look like the team that, uh, that we came to know and love when they made a Super Bowl run a couple of years ago, and uh, they're taking on the Vikings in a big Sunday game. Also on this program, Joel Klatt will get us ready for the Michigan Ohio State contest on uh, on Saturday, and um, he also had some interesting comments to say a couple of years ago at the draft about the New York Giants draft, <laughs> uh, in which uh, the sixth overall selection was Daniel Jones. We saw him last night, so we'll hit on that. Uh, with uh, with Joel Klatt later on. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, will join us from the Washington football team. They're going to wrap up week 12 that begins on Thanksgiving. Uh, one week from today, we'll be talking about whether the Washington football team is making a run towards the playoffs, towards the wild card, which he says is the carrot on the end of the stick right now for his team. They're not talking about the division just yet. Or the Seattle Seahawks might be somehow, some way planting their foot in the ground and trying to run the table to finish 10-7. and seven. They're 3-7. and seven. P. Carroll four games under 500 for the first time since being two and six in his second year of his remarkable run as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And then Bill Burr will join us for some yucks and some laughs in hour number three. He is a diehard Patriot fan, and I'm sure, no doubt, he will be like you, Christopher, <laughs> uh, holding receipts, holding receipts for a lot of people uh, who said that what we're seeing this year is is uh, is not feasible. As for the uh, the current uh, state of uh, Tom Brady. He's a 44-year-old man who's the only guy in the NFL uh at the quarterback position with an opportunity to go back to back. Um that's he's the only guy walking around this year who's saying I can be a quarterback of a back-to-back Super Bowl championship team and uh and and he's in he's in fine tuning mode, folks. Mm-hmm. This is what the mode he is in right now. He is in fine tuning mode. Everybody can sit back there and uh and say there were some missed opportunities last night. There were Everybody can sit back there and say that this team is missing a couple parts, that they can be beaten on any given Sunday, and they can. And uh, last night, if the Giants actually stopped stepping all over themselves and started making some plays, and if their quarterback had the ability to make some plays himself on a team that is lacking, despite the incredible talent that's around them, we'll talk about the Giants later on this show. Don't you worry about that. We'll put them in the crosshairs later on then uh, the, the Bucks could have got, been got last night. But they were taking on a Giants team that is not very good. And Brady still threw for 300 yards. He almost had 200 yards and a halftime. And Mike Evans did get in the end zone. And Gronk did come back. And they did get Sean Murphy bunting back as well in the secondary. And he was beginning to make some plays. And I'll just say this. For anybody out there who thinks that the Buccaneers – didn't look very good last night, and that that team should have won by the final of 45 to 10, or even 50 to 10. They're in fine-tuning mode, folks. They're in fine-tuning mode. I will, on Thursday, take the uh, the set on NFL Game Day morning. I will take that set on NFL Game Day morning with the opportunity to, as given to us by our producers every single year, a chance at a mulligan. To change my tune, to tap out of one of my choices, NFC and AFC. I had the Chiefs and the Bucks playing in this year's Super Bowl. It's been a while since we've seen a team win back-to-back. As we know, it was Brady in 03 and 04, the first two years that NFL Network existed. I was there for both in the city of Houston and Jacksonville against Carolina and Philly. I watched it. I saw it. <laughs> so I kind of know what I'm talking about. It's been a while since we've seen that. It's been a while since we've seen a repeat matchup in the Super Bowl. It's been quite some time since we saw, you know, back-to-back Super Bowl matchups uh, in the big game. You can look that up. I believe it was your Bills and Cowboys. I believe so. Well, my Cowboys and the Bills. Very good. It's been a long time. I think we're still going to see it. I'm not getting off the Bucks at all, folks. I'm not getting off them. I told you last year, Chris, when I did get off the Bucks because I had the Bucs winning the Super Bowl last year prior nice. to the season. Then I hopped off them at Thanksgiving because they were going into the Kansas City Chiefs game at 7-4, and four, not looking very good. They dropped to 7-5 and five after losing to the Chiefs. And I'm like, woof, glad I got off of them. What a moron. <laughs> <laughs> then I had a chance to mulligan back into them when the playoffs started. The producers gave us one of those bonuses that I didn't think was coming. Let's get back on it. And uh, I did, and I got on the Packers. And I looked at you guys, I said, never let me get off the Bucks again. Ronaldo. I went on not them, not when Brady's quarterbacking him, and I'm staying on them. I'm staying on them, even though the Cardinals look terrific and they deserve every kudo that they possibly can get. And anybody who sits there and thinks that Cliff Kingsbury is coach of the year and the Cardinals have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl, I say I agree with you. Anybody that looks at what Green Bay's doing, even though they've lost their left tackle. And Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari apparently had surgery, a little cleanup on his knee. He's definitely not returning this week either against the Rams, who are going to be sending Von Miller coming off a bye and Aaron Donald for the first time on the road. That's who Aaron Rodgers, with his injured toe, is going to have to see this weekend. And you could sit here and say Aaron Rodgers is still going to be Aaron Rodgers and win that game, and I believe you. And you could say that the Rams have now got Von and they've got. Donald coming off of their bye. Everybody's going to be healthy. You know, a nice week off for a Rams team that could use the break after two straight losses. And Odell's going to be in the playbook. And you could say this is the Rams year. They're going to do what the Bucks did last year, which is win the Super Bowl in their house. And they'll say, I believe you. You could be right. You would be right about the Dallas Cowboys. You could be right about the Dallas Cowboys, who are probably going to get Tyron Smith back this week. And it looks like Dexter, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Tank, Tank Lawrence is coming back, man. And so it looks like he's back. Tank Lawrence, pardon me. Yeah. DeMarcus. DeMarcus Lawrence. DeMarcus yeah. Lawrence. I'm thinking about the uh, – Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson yeah. of the Giants. I wrote his name down because I'm going to say his name later on. Hmm. But DeMarcus Lawrence is coming back. Tyron Smith is coming back. Amari Cooper is going to get healthy. CeeDee Lamb could even play this week. So on and so on and so on. It's believable. I'm not getting off the Bucks because even though they had trouble in the red zone last night with, at one point, in a uh, 79-yard drive. Let me get this right. I should have my book open. 18-play, 79-yard drive, wound up in a field goal. And they did get a gift touchdown from the Giants, who, for some reason, got confused by a little bit of emotion by a tight end and covered, double-covered break and leaving the all-time great touchdown scorer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers single coverage to Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah. And you could sit here and say they could, you know, use Antonio Brown coming back, whether he's vaxxed or not. You know, you could say all of that, but when it push comes to shove in late January, early February, mid-February, who's going to beat this team when Brady takes the field? Who's going to do that? I'll keep reminding everybody, you're going to have to do that. Somebody's going to have to knock them out. Somebody's going to have to overcome something in the game when the Bucks throw it at them, and they get healthier too. Somebody's going to have to knock out Tom Brady and the Bucks. Who's that going to be? Certainly if it's in their house, where they look much better this time around. Just want to remind everybody that if you're coming off of the Monday night game thinking, yeah, they were all that. Yeah, but this is a wide-open year. Anybody can win. Everything I just said about the NFC, you could say about the AFC. The Chiefs going on a run. Derrick Henry coming back for the Titans. The Patriots doing what they did in 01 in 2021. A nice 20-year anniversary revisiting with their first-time-going-around quarterback who seems to be pretty damn special with a defense that's opportunistic. Say the same thing about the Ravens who lose running backs. Don't worry about it. Who have to start a kid from the University of Utah because he finds out as he's making his way to the stadium and a text from the starting quarterback, I'm not feeling so great. It's your day. I'm watching today.
3: That's crazy. <laughs> like
0: what? All right, you got to start Tyler Huntley. Got it. We'll win. <laughs> I could go on and on about that. The Colts, et cetera, so on. Someone's going to have to knock off Tom Brady. I still need to see it to believe it. Not getting off him. That's why I said they're fine-tuning. Brady looked pissed. He's in his, I'm winning by 20 and I'm pissed mode. It's yeah, a way to tell everybody happy. right there, huh?
3: He's not happy, too, because six minutes to go. I know the game's in hand, but he doesn't want to sit. He gets taken out. Suddenly, Blaine Gabbert's in there running around, handing off. Yeah, too
0: passes. bad. That, that's too bad for him. <laughs> That's too bad for him. because know, but he doesn't wait, want to come out. I and I love that about him. That's what makes him so damn special, isn't it? That he's in this this part of his career, this part of his Arms year. Folded this part. it on the sideline, too just bad. all pissed off. Too bad. Nothing good could Can't have run come from him staying in the risk. game. Though. Can't run the risk of, you know. of a giant finally getting home from their three-man rush, and dropping an eight, or finally getting home because they're going to try and blitz him. And they're mad already? Like, <laughs> mm 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 What a frustrating watch that was for Giants fans last night, and I'm going to hopefully give you folks in Giants' big blue land a little bit of voice later on in the program. What a Week 12 we have in front of us. I understand there's the Thanksgiving triple header, and that's what we're going to be focused on, certainly over the next couple of days. It's a fantasy football world, and there are some terrific fantasy football players playing on Thursday, and that's why folks might be a little bit more focused on these games. Certainly, if you've got... David Montgomery for the Bears, so on and so forth. Got it. But the Sunday slate has got six games that are so fantastic and crucial and important. And you've got an A you've got two teams in the AFC North where six and five is a last place record. Again, the Browns won and they're in last place right now in that division. Mm-hmm. You've got the Steelers. And the Bengals, second- and third-place teams facing each other at 1 o'clock Eastern. The Bucks, coming off of this W, they've got to go on the road on a short week that's not easy to do. And certainly, if you are taking on Jonathan Taylor, who is playing at such an incredibly high level at the running back position, it is something else, folks. Eight straight games with at least 100 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. The only other player to do it since 1950 is Ladanian Tomlinson. And the one thing that this Bucks defense you know does well, more maybe than anybody else, is stop the run. Come on now. That is a huge game to see if the Colts can, can keep on keeping on. The Titans and the Patriots at 1 o'clock also. The Titans and the Patriots. If the Patriots win this one, and then on the Sunday night game, the Browns beat the Ravens. The Patriots are the one seed after Thanksgiving weekend is over in the AFC. <laughs> what? Yep. What is these on? are These are facts. And then, of course, the Titans can upset the Patriots' apple cart. We know that Vrabel's done that. They ended the Brady era. That was the last time that they were in Foxborough. So it's a huge Sunday night game set up by what the result might be earlier in the day in New England. And then the Rams come off their bye week. They're at Green Bay. Come on now. And then there's the Vikings and the 49ers, folks. Late window. Those two teams are sitting there at 5-5. Five and five. How good is that? Two teams that had dreadful starts to the season. Dreadful. Vikings making mistakes left and right, fumbling a ball and in overtime in Cincinnati to start the season. Dar- Dalvin Cook did that. They missed a field goal in Arizona. They could have beaten the team that's currently number one in the NFC right now. The Vikes. They just can't finish games, and then finally they finished one in a big way against Green Bay when it looked like the Packers were coming back and winning that game big time. And there's the 49ers sitting there at 3-5, and and they win two games in a row. They beat up on the Rams. They go into Jacksonville where Jacksonville had beaten Buffalo a couple weeks before, and they're like, yeah, good, good to know. And they smoked them. And they've got a special player. And it's not named George Kittle, too. His name is Debo Samuel. He's currently leading leading the entire National Football League in yards after the catch. Did you know that about this guy? Mm -hmm. He leads the NFL currently in yards after the catch with 525, and the only guy with more receiving yards in the NFL is Cooper Cup. He's running it in. He's running it in after the catch. Here we go. He's first up. There's also you on this show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Whatever is on your mind, we're here for you. We're here for you. We're a full-service operation. Bill Burr and Ron Rivera in hour three. Hour number two, Joel Klatt, to set up the weekend in college football. Big-time game, he and Gus are calling. Oh, my God, my heart thumps and my stomach drops every time I say the words (laughs) Michigan, Ohio State. But that's coming up on Saturday. There is. And, um, but next, Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers and you at eight four four two zero four. 204 Rich being the number to dial. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever evolving sleep needs, and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores, or
1: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
0: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I don't believe this man's ever been on the program, so I'm thrilled to to fill in that gap right now here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. is one of the best in the business for a red-hot 49er team. Wide receiver Debo Samuel here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Debo? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing better for talking to you. Um, how's life? Seems to be pretty good for you
2: it's going pretty good. Uh, we've got two in a row uh, as a team, so we're just building the engine around the facility and just trying to get back to what we was in 2019.
0: Okay, when you're running the ball downhill, Debo, do you see uh, people making business decisions? Is it, is it, is it something you're seeing? As you're running downhill, Devo.
2: I mean, honestly, I really don't pay attention. I mean, if they move out the way, they move out the way. If they don't, you know, they're just gonna feel it.
0: But you, but you, <laughs> but you could see it though, right? You come, come on now. You could see the eyes maybe getting wide, and you could see them maybe getting down a little lower than you know they're trying to get some yeah, leverage some, here.
2: Most 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 people kind of turn it down, but some yeah. people out there just make business decisions, and just kind of throw their bodies, just hoping I'll fall down too.
0: Well, I mean, that's not really that's not really happening. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not seeing that. Do you like the contact? Do you enjoy it? Of course.
2: Of course. Of course. So growing up, uh, I, mo- I played mostly like running back until mm-hmm. I kind of got to college and then I transitioned to a wideout.
0: Okay. Was uh, Spurrier the guy who, did Steve Spurrier um, recruit you to South Carolina?
2: Did you... uh, Steve Spurrier Jr. did.
0: Steve Spurrier uh,
2: and, Jr. Uh, and Sean and Sean did? Who did? Elliot, Coach Elliot.
0: Okay, so um, did so uh, the old ball coach never made it to the to the Samuel uh, living room? That never happened.
2: No, sir. He did not make it there.
0: Okay, all right. And what was it like to be around him, even just for the short period of time that you? Were uh, it
2: was pretty cool. He was a he was a pretty funny guy. Uh, I've never seen a coach don't like that that didn't walk around it. At practice, he had a golf cart that he just he drove around in <laughs> the practice field from period to period, and if you go out there early, you'll see him out there with his shirt off kind of trying to do ladder drills and stuff, but he was a pretty cool dude.
0: Well, you know, he was a terrific quarterback back in his day, Debo. Of course. The old bowl coach. So he's out there in the golf cart. Did he ever take that to the actual golf course, that cart, or that was just for practice? I have no idea. Okay. I
2: I'm, not, I'm not really a golfer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Didn't get all into it.
0: So what was your draft experience like? You were taken in the second round. Did you think you were first-round material? Debo?
2: Uh I actually thought I was first round material, but uh if you go back and just look all the injury injury history, uh that kinda like faded away a little bit, but I mean it was just a blessing just to get drafted and just get in the league and just show everybody what I'm capable of.
0: And and clearly you've got a a coach that sees it in you. What's your relationship with Kyle Shanahan like you?
2: out like have a have a great relationship from from when I stepped here until now. It just we just been building ever since I was a rookie and I mean, every Monday or Tuesday, I always stop by his office just to have, like, casual conversation. And even him and Mike McDaniel as Wes Welker, those are the three guys that I stop by every Monday and Tuesday on, like, our off day just to chop it up with them, just to see, you know what I'm saying, where we headed at this week for his plays and going there with Wes and see, you know what I'm saying, what he sees on the defense end that, that we need to attack as a receiver group.
0: So have you already had that conversation with him on this Tuesday? Uh, no,
2: nah, I, j- I really just walked in the building oh, and okay. came in here. So, so as I leave here, I'm going to go in there and chop it up with all the Okay, goes.
0: so what, what's on the agenda? What do you think is on the agenda?
2: With I the- have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't think you have no idea what's on the junior is Our offensive guru, so you know you never know what to expect. So, I mean, you just got to go in there with, a, with an empty mind and just whatever he puts in. I mean, he's been doing a great job with Calling plays and getting guys in the right position to make plays. So I mean, I will put all my trust in him.
0: So uh, what what do you like to do if you're given a choice? Run it or catch it and run it. What's your favorite to do? I would rather catch it and run it. Why is that?
2: because uh, if I catch it, I, I I got way more space. You know, I mean, it's it's really not a preference, but I preferably like to to catch it and run.
0: Okay, and you got a good story about Shanahan showing you a play, and you're like, oh, okay, that's gonna work. And then it does. You got it, you got no, one of those. Sir.
2: I do not remember any of them.
0: None of them, because yeah, normally that's that we've seen that where he just says this is going to work. We're going to get a done. Didn't he do that with Kittle once? He says we're going to. This one's going to go to the house, and then it goes to the house. You
2: said, you said Spurrier, not Kyle.
0: Oh, did I say that Spurrier? Okay. What yeah, about what what about Kyle? What about Shanahan?
2: Uh, Kyle, Kyle. I mean, if you if you watch him, and like. He's always down. Like if we on offense, he always he always down on the other side, just watching. And he, you can see him sometimes talking to the referee. Yeah, he's like, all, all right, now uh, watch Kittle. This guy's about to hold. And I, and nine times out of ten, he holds, and then we get the flag. But a lot of plays that he calls, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Any play that Kyle calls can end up being a touchdown.
0: Well, and um, from the outside looking in, Debo Samuel here on the Rich Eisen show, sometimes we could see that it, it might not be all roses and. And rose petals to be a receiver in this system. Um, this year, we saw Brandon Ayuk uh, take some time to finally get back in the last couple of weeks to what we saw in his rookie season. Is there some sort of, um, I guess, standard that sometimes receivers are held to on this team that sometimes is difficult to achieve? And did you go through that, Debo? I,
2: I wouldn't say it's like uh, a big standard. Uh, we know what, we know Kyle, you know, <laughs> the area college, he played wide out. Um, and you know, West Walker coach the receivers, but no, nobody on this team gets coached harder than the wideouts because you know we're cow we're guys. So if you if you watch the games that we play, you never see receivers block the way we block. Um, that's that's one of the main things that that Kyle emphasizes, and all the other stuff uh, it just come it just comes. So I mean, we're co- we we coach the hardest on this team, so it is a high standard to be in a wideout, um, and it's just a lot to learn. So, but as you learn it, you see. Um, as these past three weeks, man, you see uh, Brandon Ayuk being a different player. Um, he had a, a him and Cal and John had a great conversation about you know what I'm saying what we needed him to be, enable for us to win. And you can see for the past three weeks that he's just been balling.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's difficult for fans on the outside looking in to understand what that means. Like you know, what does that mean? The the, the standard, and he and at some point he even said that he now knows. A way to practice is that what it is too
2: right um Debo? if you if you if you don't know how to practice it's gonna be hard for you to to play in the league like if you can't practice fast there's no way you're gonna go out there on sunday and play fast and be your best so i mean you have to go out here every day day in and day out and practice and practice hard as you can just to get ready for sunday because you never know what to expect
0: so what does that mean for you i mean how, did you have trouble learning that going from south carolina in the first year with San Francisco, or how about that process uh, kind of, you?
2: but not really. I had a I had a great receiver coach at South Carolina named Brian McClendon. Um, he's one of the coaches for Oregon. He coached their wideouts, and he was very, very hard on um, on us. So I kind of got a glimpse of what it what it takes to to practice hard and what it takes for being a good wideout. So I mean, I kind of took a lot of that from him, and we still connect to this day.
0: A few more minutes left here with Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers who are now looking like the team that we saw a couple years ago for the first time in 2021 here on the Rich Eisen Show. Is that fair to say? Does it look like to you what it looks like to me and so many others like the last couple weeks? That's that's the team that we saw a couple years ago? Do you get that sense right now?
2: I got I got that sense when we, um, after the Rams game. I see, You just see the defensive defense flying around, special teams flying around, just flying around on all cylinders. Uh, all phases. I mean, once we play uh once we play ball all together, I mean, we're we're unstoppable. You can see uh Jimmy had two picks first game pack from his quad and you see Bosa and, and Fred and all those guys swarming to the ball, Eric Ormstead and all those guys um and then you just see I mean, we ran the ball 44 45 times against the Rams. I mean, you can just tell what kind of team we have. It don't matter if we're throwing it or running it. Um, all eleven guys out there just flying around.
0: Yeah, and it just seems that way to me. Um, so, what's your challenge against the Vikings team that just beat the Packers? This is a huge game coming up on Sunday, Debo. What are you What are you thinking about that one right now? I
2: mean, we just we just got to control the things we can control and go out there and play our ball on Sunday.
0: What's the things you can control? Hitting people? Is that what you're saying? Of
2: course. we just play, we just play our physical game.
0: Physical game. Who's more physical? You or Kittle?
2: Oh, that's tough. Uh, yeah, I probably, I, I probably give it to Kittle. Not
0: gonna lie. Well, I mean, it seemed like I had to force that one out of you. I, I give it, I give it to Kittle. Yeah, he seems, but uh, only
2: because, only because he, he, he has the blocks, of the DNs, and you can see him pancaking everybody this and the third. I, I give it to him.
0: Yeah, I, I think he had Vaughn on roller skates a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think I saw that. I think I actually saw that. So, all right. So then, who enjoys contact more, you or Kittle? Who enjoys it more? I say it's about even. Uh, I mean, he's smiling though when he's pancaking people. Yeah, I would be laughing too, but inside, you know.
2: I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we, be, me and Kittle and, and the other guys, be talking about it in the huddle.
0: What do you mean? What do you like mean?
2: We be talking about? Like, I mean, you see this guy, he did not want to tackle you, and I just be watching everybody just going to and try to tackle Kittle sometimes and right. they be turning it down too. They just be making business.
0: So so you have... <laughs> <laughs> So you so you just don't want what, Ramsey to see you laughing? Is that what you're saying?
2: I don't care who see me laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Debo, <laughs> you're in. This is you're in. You're in the mode right now. I love it. You're, you're locked in, man. You are totally locked in. So, a couple of personal questions for you. Is it true that you're called Debo because your dad liked the movie Friday? Is that true?
2: Yeah. Um, growing up, my dad used to say I used to bully and fight a lot when I was a little kid. So he gave me a nickname. And the funny story is, uh, my mom actually thought once I got to college, nobody was going to call me that. And mm-hmm. then she started she start to see that everybody was still calling. She was like, do they not know that that's not your real name? are <laughs> they calling you that?
0: So what was, who, does your mom call you by your first, or is it Tyshun, right? Is that the? Is yeah, my, uh,
2: my my mom called me
0: Tyshun. Well, okay, Tyshun. Okay, so that's, I'm sorry, I didn't know that, that right, because I've only called you Debo. So <laughs> so you know when you hear that name, you're in trouble? is that? No, nah,
2: she never called me Debo. She always say Taishan.
0: No, it's what I'm saying when you hear Taishan, you then you know you're in trouble. Is what you're saying. <laughs> when you hear that name.
2: No, nah, not at all. Okay, look at this. It's like it's me. like other people just calling me Debo. She just don't call me Debo.
0: Okay. It's just like when I was a kid, anyone who called my mom would call me Richard and I would hear that sometimes I knew, "Uh-oh, I'm in trouble." When I heard the name Richard. <laughs> as supposed to anything else, but and then last one for you, uh Debo. Uh, so I guess as your fan as your, as your, as your, as, have you ever met Cube? Have you ever met him now? I mean, have you I ever never come across Cube before. Okay, we got to get that happening. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, Chris Tucker, have you ever met him? You ever meet him?
2: Never met, never met him I mean, either.
0: Unfortunately, the actor who played Debo has passed away last year. So, I mean, his nickname, his nickname was Tiny. I mean, so that's pretty amazing because uh, you are definitely not that. What's your favorite, uh, your, your favorite Thanksgiving side dish, Debo Samuel? <laughs> I stopped you right there. What do you got? There's too many of them. Okay, let's got, go. Uh, Matthew uh, Judon just said mac and cheese was what, trash? Is that what he called it?
2: Basically called it
3: trash.
0: Yeah, what do you yeah. think he about that? He never
2: had good macaroni and cheese, then. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's, that's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, I would say stuffing and gravy. Okay,
0: Ooh. all right. Um, what is then the most overrated side dish then? What do you think, Debo Samuel? Most overrated Thanksgiving side the dish. Yeah, I think we're oh, with you here too. I'm not. I'm not really i um, I'm not a pumpkin pie guy, Debo. I don't like it at all. Does that make me, <laughs> does that make me a problem or what? Yeah, that's kind of a problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of okay. a problem. Yeah, uh, the I think the exact quote is, um, "It's just cheese." This is Matthew Judon on mac and cheese. Quote: "It's just cheese and noodles, and it's not that good. Get it off the table. The bathrooms be less busy, and everybody will have a better day." End quote on <laughs> mac and cheese. Matthew Judon.
2: He never had a good mac and cheese
0: before. Okay. Okay. I think that's uh, we're in agreement right there. Debo Samuelis has been a pleasure, sir. Have a great Thanksgiving. Send my best to your coach. When when you when you walk into his uh, office, like you say you do on every Tuesday, say Rich Eisen says hello. Um, I got you. And 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 then do me a favor, monitor if he makes a face. Okay, because I, I need to know. All right, because I need <laughs> I you, right? that's my business decision. I need to avoid contact if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? That's my business decision. that's what I'm saying. Yes, sir. All right, Debo Samuel, have a great right. Thanksgiving. You keep balling out. You too. Okay, that's Debo Samuel. Everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Debo. What a delight.
3: Man, he's so good.
0: Of course, he likes contact, dude. He and Kittle being healthy—that's a lot of business decisions to be made on the other side, and they and they they know it, and they laugh about it in the huddle. How funny <laughs> right? is that? It's <laughs> amazing. They come back. That guy didn't want a piece. What a feeling that must be. <laughs> what a feeling that must be—that you are imposing your will, and it's obvious to you. Which means it's obvious to the other team. And it's obvious to the coach who's like, "We're going to hit 40 runs tonight. We're going to hit 4-0. That's what we're going to do." And then they did. That's contagious, gents. Yeah. yeah they're not that is contagious. Around. It's contagious. They didn't have that last year. They didn't have anything last year. They didn't have a home. They didn't have a home stadium last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the last month. Oh, no. Last year, we're going to look back. Just throw it out. Put the schedule up, please, throw it out. Mike Hoskins. Do that for me. If you don't mind, I will find it here in my booklet. Yes, please. The 49ers schedule. There it is. Home for Minnesota. Their buys way gone. Home for Minnesota, at Seattle, and then at Cincinnati. At Seattle's a Sunday night. I don't know if, I don't think, even if both teams lose, would NBC flex out of it? I think they have to make that decision already. We haven't heard that yet.
3: We're at Seattle? Yeah,
0: man. It's Seattle's 3-8. and eight.
3: What else is on the week 13?
0: I don't know if there is one. I think they'd already have had to have made that decision. I mean, we're, we're 10 days away as of tomorrow. So we're 11 days away right now. At Cincinnati, home for Atlanta. That one is total. How many times does Atlanta go west when they're, when they're stinking on ice and then they win a game in December, right? Right. So I'm not going to sit. At Tennessee is a Thursday nighter. Oh, my gosh. Slobberknocker written all over that 2 days before Christmas. Home for Houston at the Rams to wrap it up. Oh boy. Week
3: 13 the only game I could see that you would want to flex in there is Ravens Steelers.
0: Yeah, I would bet Ravens Steelers that CBS I bet they put their marker on that a long time ago.
3: Yeah, Chargers Bengals maybe could be fun.
0: Is it at is it at Cincinnati? Yeah. Chargers Bengals could be one. Would you really flex out of uh Niners, Seahawks, the uh, Chargers, Bengals? Yeah,
3: when Seattle's 3 and 9, I'm getting 3 and 8. i They'd damn, be 3 and 8. Yeah, I'm getting. They out lose of the, 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 the Monday, Monday night.
0: See, this. but the whole thing is you can't you can't flex out of the game after the Monday nighter. So they're they're locked in. Yeah, I mean, I would do it now. They're locked in. And wasn't that game a couple years ago for game, that, that that was the game 256 it came down to the half yard line? Yeah. That sent Seattle onto the road That's to right. start week The wild card week, and then gave the Niners a bye week. Correct?
3: Was it Wilson? Was like just short? No, I think it was
0: Hollister, right?
3: Oh, Hollister, yeah, tight end on the half
0: yard line that game two fifty six. Yeah, and now we're thinking about flexing it out. But now uh, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. I I think the Niners are going to beat the Vikings. Personally, I do do too. What a game that's going to be! Oh boy, (laughs) how about all of that? Well, let's take a break. Uh, Joel Klatt's going to join us top of the next hour. I just saw something in the previous commercial break that, as a Michigan fan against Ohio State, gives me yet more pause, and I am not happy to see this. Let's put it that way. That's coming up next. On our program, eight four four two zero four, h is the number to dial here on the program. So some, uh, some news to pass along here. Um, we're, we, we love our, uh, our NIL deal, Toughest Player on Planet Earth, uh, with our friends at Gorilla Glue, and we'll, we'll, yes, we we'll name our player for this week uh, on tomorrow's show. Um, one of our players from this year just got named as a finalist for the Bolitnikoff Award for top receiver in college football, David Bell of Purdue. I think he was our Gorilla Glue player, uh, toughest player in planet about a month ago, right?
3: Early
0: on, yeah. So um, the others are named Jordan Addison of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and Jamison Williams of Alabama. So congratulations to those three. And to the folks uh, at the Bolitnikoff Award, um, and uh, we know Fred, right? Uh, I'm assuming Fred's got some sort of say in it, too. Um, And uh, we love him. But on behalf of everybody um, who roots for the University of Michigan, uh, we ask you, what the hell's the matter with you? How do you leave off every Ohio State wide receiver? (laughs)
3: Oh, because now they're gonna be upset going. And and you, gonna, think? <laughs> 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 fire. you think? You oh. think? Well, the problem is there's too many. They can't just. It's like they take away votes yeah. from each other.
0: You think? I don't think Ryan Day and them have even noticed. Of course not. No, they're not going <laughs> yeah, up to Olave even. and saying, "Hey, Chris, yeah. you got snubbed." They haven't. It's definitely noticed. not going to be on there. And their by list. the way, that Garrett Locker Wilson would guy. Would you watch him play? I haven't even noticed.
3: Sorry, Rich
0: Eisen. <laughs> you yeah, I mean, I think? I mean. I asked Daniel Jeremiah, and I'm going to ask Joel Platt coming up soon. I asked Daniel Jeremiah yesterday, would, would, would every NFL team start one of the Ohio State wide receivers right now? Would, would the wide receiving core, let's take the top three for Ohio State, would one of them start for an NFL team right now? Would one NFL team go into their their receiving room and say, we're we're getting one more? It's a, a wild thing here, but we're able to we're able to we're able to actually get an Ohio State receiver and start him this week. Do you think the receivers in that room would go, Are you serious? Or would they be like, Okay, I can I can deal with that. I'll coach one of them up you think we need one more? No. All right, we'll get one more. Of course they'd be prideful and say, get these rookies out yeah. of here. I understand. <laughs> the receivers? I understand no way. Oh, we just talked to them with Debo Samuel. Imagine telling Debo No, 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 that. they're very prideful guys. <laughs> but My point is this. An NFL team would still go ahead and do it and say, deal with it. <laughs> they're none of them, not one Ohio State receiver is on this finalist list for the Bolitnikoff Award. Come on now. I know he can only name three, and I know that there, you know, you know that that there was a vote split, maybe or something like that. Come on, man! <laughs> you know Ryan Day's going to use this, don't you? Uh, you know it. Uh, yeah, I mean he's because great. he's because a great coach. Olave so, is so he's. good. He just beat David Boston's. He's like the most prolific receiver in the history of the Ohio State University, mm-hmm. and this kid Garrett Wilson could be even a better pro. Than Olave. That's crazy. And just wait. You know, you know when the Bolitnikoff award is really going to maybe be handed out? Is at the uh, first night of the NFL draft in Vegas next April? And I'm, I'm yes, part of me pounding this table right now is uh, to maybe soften the blow. We respect you is basically what I'm saying. And, yes, maybe Harbaugh can go in and say to the Michigan defenders, you know what, let's prove that these guys didn't deserve the Blitnikoff Award. <laughs> but right before, right before, you couldn't wait till next Sunday or Monday? Well, everything, gets, everything is announced. I don't care right? when okay, it's okay,
3: announced. It. I don't care when it's announced. They're all being announced right now. All the awards, all right? All the awards, yeah. Matt Ariza, our buddy, finalist yeah, for the Guy yeah, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Any of our other uh, NIL uh, players on there? I would imagine Jordan Davis will be. Uh, okay. Whatever the defensive lineman. Award. Since Sincere
0: McCormick should get the award for the best T-shirt. Okay. You know. and run three MC. Yeah, right? that's that's he's already won. Okay. Now. Well, all good, well and good, but I'm just I I heard I saw this and I'm like, come on, man. Ohio come State on, man. has two receivers with a combined 24 touchdowns. Dude, catch. like <laughs> all you got to do is just watch them play. <laughs> it's they're so good. Daniel Jeremiah said it was like seeing Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and LSU and then the Alabama run that they went on. Mm-hmm. It is just that. It is. It is that. And, and it's just like all, all, that's all you need is just one more lighting of the fire. Yeah, you guys weren't good enough to even win the award for being the best receivers, and the NFL is drooling all over you right now. All right, Michigan, we got our work cut out for us. And I ask, that means I'm defending on, on Saturday, too. <laughs> so we I'm, don't call you on Saturday. I'm already losing my mind. I'm there. I would say uh, I'm there.
3: don't text Rich on
0: Saturday. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> I already got uh, uh, Breer and uh, and uh, Money Man of the Stars, Don Weir, or two Ohio State hunks, texting me, you want to make a bet? And I just wrote back, unsubscribe. <laughs> <Elite>. <laughs> I believe in my team, man. I don't want this to be taken that I don't believe in my team. I believe in my team. I really do. And, and that's why I'm all hyped is that I really feel like the stage is set for, for this being possible. Okay? The stage is set for this being possible. You know, do I come into work on Monday saying I can't believe it? We're finally in that Big Ten championship game, and we're taking on I guess what Wisconsin or Minnesota. I don't even want, I don't even pay attention to that other division. Sorry, <laughs> Big Ten West, Rod. but just give it a whirl in the Big Ten uh, East for just one year. Let's see if you want to swap out. <laughs> Let's swap spots. I don't know who was drunk in Jim Delaney's office when they first came up with these divisions a few years ago but <laughs> you know my coming in on Monday saying um we're in the Big 10 championship game and I got to actually start rearranging my uh Christmas week plans to maybe be in here for the Rose Bowl or they can actually be somewhere else in the in the in the final four is that Monday, or are we talking about is Harbaugh still, still sticking around uh, Michigan? Because you already brought that up pre-show to me, Chris. Bears fans are already thinking Ohio State's yeah, going mean, to blow out Michigan, and Jim's going to be the guy who, and wouldn't that be ironic, uh, unlocks Justin Fields. Great. <laughs> Didn't even think <laughs> about that.
3: Say that's going to be a lot of chatter.
0: Right? I think win or lose, probably. Maybe so. I I, I you know, I think I don't there. want to go there. I, I'm just going to be focused, the task at hand. And Joel Klatt's going to give me some reasons why. That's coming up. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Um, Dale in Texas, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Dale?
1: Hey, Rich. I just wanted to start off by saying huge fan. Thanks, I've been brother. watching you since I was a kid uh, on NFL Network. And uh, I love what you, what you do with uh, St. Jude. Thank you. And uh, just... The everyday talk that you have with the people that come on, I feel like they're comfortable and uh, they enjoy being there.
0: I appreciate that. What's on your mind? Thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk some Cowboys. Um, I think they might have a rough next couple of weeks. And uh, just as a big Cowboys fan, I think they might drop these next two. No boy. But after that, they get a 10-day layoff. And uh, I think they'll win out. They'll be a three or four seed. And I think they end
0: up in L.A. Well, how about this? Uh, I think they win Thanksgiving. And then uh, the, follow, the following week is a Thursday. But it, the Saints, as we know, play Thursday night this week. So that's a full complement of rest right there. They should win that game. They should go into New Orleans and win that game. Although I'm assuming Camara will be back for that one. And then they've got the, the, the division uh, games. They play twice against Washington. And we've got Ron Rivera coming up on the show uh in the third hour then they play the Giants they should beat them up I mean they absolutely should and the last two are very difficult you know home for Arizona and then at Philadelphia um it's going to be cold on that day on week 18 but I think you win on Thanksgiving I think you finally have a decent Thanksgiving for a change so there's that and I appreciate the words that you said thank you
1: Yeah, well, that would be great, and uh, let's hope that happens. Uh, Last thing, uh, it's been a great NFL season, like it always is. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Thank you. Uh, I hope you all have a great
0: Thanksgiving. You too. uh, How uh, nice. Thanks. You got it. There's uh, Dale in in, – was that in Dallas? Is that where it was? Love it. Jerry Jones had an interesting soundbite today Mm -hmm. in his his, uh, uh, weekly chat in the Metroplex. We'll play that coming up shortly here on the program. So I can't believe the Bulitnikov award people did, damn act together. did me like that. <laughs> I can't believe they did me like that. Well, time.
3: it's the Ray Guy people and the – everyone announced today. I think it's just – Yeah, but I don't know how, don't know how they watch college
0: with. football and they think that um, – I mean, you're like literally going – the,
3: Well, they split. they split the vote. I mean, they're, you know, <laughs> the guys who are up for the award are deserving –
0: Oh, here we go. I, I didn't even know this. Did did again I, I try to pay attention to so much, but is it is it true that Jamison Williams transferred from Ohio State to Alabama? Oh. So so, so the guy who transferred because he couldn't beat out those receivers oh, wow. is the one who gets honored by the Bolitnikoff Award and the guys who stay don't get don't get run? I think you're taking this a little personally i'm not taking per i'm taking it personally because so will the receivers and they're going to come in with that as if they don't have enough of a chip on their shoulder and there's no doubt somebody's going to put their bug in that ear if they don't have it already it's like do you not pay attention oh my god
3: i mean it's not really about you and, yes it is it's about the th- I mean, it is about me it's, it's, about it's about his team
0: it is about me it is about me i'm going to take it personally.
3: Garrett Wilson's a projected top
0: 10 pick. Yes, he is. Yeah. What about Olave? He's not? PFF has him going to the Eagles. The Eagles Oof. would absolutely love him. Love him. I'm just scanning a mock draft here. Let's go, though. Going to have to tee it up. We're going to have to let it fly. That's coming up in a couple of days. But we've got our number two, Joel Klatt, who's calling that Michigan-Ohio State game coming up.